What's going on GMGs? Here it is. This is going to be the first two-part segment. This is basically the first recording I had ever done as far as content creation. So have a good laugh, but hopefully you learn something from it and then you see how I have transitioned from where I was and what I was first thinking back then last year to where I am now. So here we go. Get ready to laugh and say what the hell is going on with this guy. My name is Trek, and this is Smart Trekking. I know the um, name doesn't really give away what this whole thing is about, but it is basically me starting a channel to um, chart my progress and learning this um, programming language called Solidity. And basically, what else I go through in getting more involved into the blockchain space as far as the technology end of it is concerned. Um, I've been in the crypto space for a couple of years, but I'm seeing past the whole money part. And it's more so now about understanding the technology and how to actually be um, a driving force in the, in, in the expansion and integration of the technology for individuals and companies. So learning the solidity gives me the skill set to be able to um, become a smart contract auditor and while going through that whole process with going to meetups and trying to make a conference or two and then just the potential headaches of learning the programming um i'll end up learning other things along the way and i'll meet other people along the way so um that's the play on the trek um as far as this journey is concerned for making the transition completely over into uh blockchain technology as a career field um and that's basically what i'm looking to do so the idea here is to you know let you guys know what um software i'm using what the laptop is like i actually switched laptops when i originally started from which was like an old hp and then now i got this like nitro 5 and yeah um as well as like the other tools and uh, resources um that i'm working with so like udemy is one um there's another thing i can't remember right now but i'll end up like doing a whole nother video on the different resources um and the different communities so, like the github stuff the slack stuff um what else what else what else i can't think of the other stuff my stuff is kind of like jabbered um uh but first time doing a channel in regards to this and uh i hope everyone enjoys this journey with me i hope we can learn we can explore and then we could definitely build like this year coming i've definitely told myself and made it on the timeline that one way or the other i will leave the career space i'm in now and transition over to the blockchain space the first immediate goal is to gain the um, competent skills in becoming a smart contract auditor and work from there so enjoy this journey with me uh and welcome to smart trekking i am trek and here we go okay so now that you got your laugh on are you just like what the hell with this guy right now um remember this is my first recording of, of content as a content creator and all of that fun stuff um, but now it goes on to the second part where I'm interviewing Terry Pfeiffer of GBA which is the Government Blockchain Association if you never heard of it you're about to learn about it now remember this was my first interview and this is when I was still running with the um, smart tracking
What's going on, GNGs? This is Trek, and this is Smart Trekking. I am here at a um, meetup in Arlington, Virginia, and I am talking with Terry, who is a Youth Founder member or one no, of. No, I'm so I'm sort of accidentally became the president of the federal or DC chapter, depending on how you're looking at it, okay. of the Government Blockchain Association. I'm not the founder, though. Okay, so clarity-wise, she's not the founder. <laughs> But um, she is the mem a head member of the um, GBA, a.k.a. the Government Blockchain Foundation. I'm also a member of the Government Blockchain Foundation. Um, I feel that they're going to do some interesting things as far as the future um, of the community or the space goes in relation to blockchain. But I'll let her explain more of that um, so really the purpose of GBA is to create an environment where we can bring together um, people who are interested in blockchain, either from a technology perspective. I mean, that's, you know, oftentimes the way that people, especially, um, you know, people who come from a technology background get interested. Mm -hmm. um, but we're looking to bring together, um, again, people from government and industry and create dialogue that helps to ideally accelerate the adoption of blockchain within uh, government agencies in a way that is um, responsible and that um, you know considers considers um, the okay now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It happens. Um, I don't know. Do you want me to start over? Or? No. Okay. Um, so again. There, we don't feel like there's enough um, um, opportunities for people, different stakeholders in the community to come together and talk about um, things in an open environment. Oftentimes it's a sales opportunity or it's, um, you know, a, a, again, for whatever reason, the people in government may not um, belong to um, communities that, that are interested in blockchain. And so, again, it's just GBA's purpose is to bring those people together and for good things to happen. Okay. Um, the question I just actually thought of now, I, I, I go to different city meetups, mm -hmm. um, and I've noticed that the makeup here is very um, different than X amount of the other meetups I've been to in okay. other in cities. In what way? And I'm not saying this is a bad thing, <laughs> um, but I, I'm saying that I've noticed that there's definitely more of the business government mind mm -hmm. Um, type of folks that I've mm -hmm. come across in this particular group mm -hmm. um, in comparison to if I go to Philly or if I go to right. Baltimore right. where somebody might work for the city mm -hmm. but like nine times out of ten it's going to be somebody who's like oh I work um, the hospital in the you know the morning shift right so um, it's an interesting observation it's it's um, I do think that We've made a conscious effort to try and, um, you know, bring in more people from government. I do, you know, there are a lot of meetups that I go to around in the D.C. area that are more maybe in, you know, sort of demographically or um, interest-wise, they're more in line with what you're seeing in some of the other large cities where I feel like there's more of a, a you know, kind of crypto um, more interested in, again, in the investment side or, um that I, I, so again, I think it's more attributed to a conscious effort that we've made we, because in terms of reaching out to government people, okay. um, because that's the, again, that's the sort of the environment, the community that we're trying to create. Um, I do think one thing that I have noticed as well is I do think that our group is 
fairly diverse in terms of representation from women and minorities and um, just, you know, oftentimes there's a lot of angst maybe in the okay. blockchain community about not enough women being involved. I, I'm going to say I will, I will second that as I've gone to a couple of the different mm -hmm. events and I've gone to, um, and I've had conversations with different people and mm -hmm. I've met some very interesting um people from different backgrounds here. Mm -hmm. So I will definitely say I can attest to the diversity part of this, which some people might be like, well, no, it's DC. Trust me, it is a lot more open and diverse than you would expect if you're looking at the outside. Come on in. Um, so tonight in particular, you guys had an event. I got lost in DC traffic. Um, so I didn't get to it make happens. the whole thing. <laughs> Takes you to like oh yeah okay so that's why we try that? and hold our that's why we one of the reasons why we picked this spot was because it was near metro um, and that was I actually um, over a series of months asked our members if we were we had to move out of our previous location and um, we were evaluating some different locations and they all said that metro accessible was important so that's one of the reasons we chose here okay. Um, so in regards to you yourself, what got you in the space? So I came more at it, so it, sort of to step back, um, I spent the last 10 years up until about a year ago at Cisco. Um, so I was a technologist, so to speak, but more of a generalist. Um, I was focused on Cisco's global defense business, um, more in terms of strategy and how do we um, do things differently internally inside Cisco to stay relevant to that customer market. And as part of that, I um, became the executive sponsor for one of the leading blockchain companies that unfortunately most people have never heard of because they don't do a great job of marketing themselves, but um, it's an Estonian company called GuardTime. Um, so I was their executive sponsor um, inside Cisco, and as I learned more and more about what they were doing, I went over to Estonia, visited their headquarters, talked to their, um, you know, their developers, their cryptographers, um, their founder, and just, and as I learned more about them as a company, that sort of drove me into learning more and more about the technology, and at some point, I just realized that, um, you know, it was such a rich environment, and I sort of moved away from the technology aspect of it and got much more involved in, you know, the economic theory and the political theory and, you know, some of this, some of the other um, aspects of blockchain. Um, and then I became an investor, and, you know, at some point I uh, decided that I wanted, that I was going to leave Cisco. I was, you know, wanted a new challenge, and okay. so I left and sort of semi-retired. Um, that only lasted a couple of weeks, <laughs> and then I got... Um, more and more involved, coming to meetups and doing some different things, and sort of, sort of took a pause and realized that I was, um, you know, spending 75% of my time doing involved in various blockchain kinds of activities, okay. um, and that was around the time that I also accidentally became the president of the <laughs> federal gotcha. chapter of the GBA. So um, again, started in technology and then sort of expanded out from that. Okay. And now I feel like you know I live. Eat and breathe blockchain for some reason. Okay. Days. Wow. Oh, that, <laughs> I, I find um, when you actually have you know person-to-person um, -person conversations with people and just you know what got you in, mm -hmm. it's interesting to see where people were mm -hmm. and then what kind of like um, did a little scratch and it was like, oh wait, hold on, and then they just like go down a rabbit hole right. and next thing you know like you're like, right. oh, <laughs> six I, months I'm in later, this. where'd that time go? Yes. Yes. 
Um, okay, so then here's a question in regards to the group and as long as you've been in, mm -hmm. what have you noticed from when you first came in to where we are now mm -hmm. um, as far as like the development of the group, as mm -hmm. far as how you see the bigger community mm -hmm. or in relation to like what's going on down here in D.C.? Mm -hmm. A lot of regulation conversations happening today. Absolutely. Um, so I definitely see a maturing in terms of the dialogue and the level of um, interest in, in the sense that, again, I think even here a few months ago was much more sort of crypto focused, um, you know, Bitcoin bros or <laughs> whatever. Um, I do think that, and part of it, I think when we, um, G, in GBA in particular, I think, you know, we used to meet in a bar and so it kind of created an environment, again, of that, you know, it was more of a social kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that now it's become much more professional in terms of um, the types of people that are coming to our meetups, um, much more, again, practitioners and consultants and more and more. I mean, there was a, a relatively large number of people, you know, in the government um, um, that were here tonight. And so I do think, again, just a general overall maturing. It'll be interesting. You brought up regulation. Um, think that how people, you know, one thing about crypto is that it moves so fast. I mean, you can yeah. look back like sort of like the Trump presidency where like there's <laughs> you're just overwhelmed you're content you know on a daily basis yes. there's so many things happening that you have to process and you know what does that mean um, I think that where people thought you know in the big um, bull market that we had at the end of or the end of 2017 and, yeah. and early 2018 I think what people were expecting now has turned out um, you know, to be a little bit different just in terms, I think that people thought that some of the, the things that were sort of being queued up in 2017 were kind of going to blossom this year. Yeah. Now it does seem like that run up again has increased the regulatory interest and scrutiny. And so I do think you know, my general sense is that some of the um, progress that I thought that we would be making over the next few months now maybe held back because people are taking much more of a wait and see attitude as they, um, you know, again, press the pause button and see what's going to happen with the regulators because okay. uh, people are, there's a sense of not fear, but just uncertainty. it's too risky. Yes, uncertainty because some of these projects that are very well um, capitalized or, you know, funded right now are in many ways afraid to move forward because it's it's too risky and and so mm -hmm. um again i i hope that it doesn't uh, you know be an extended period of um you know stagnation but i guess we'll let's talk again in six months and see where we are okay so <laughs> going into that point um i do think that of let's say this last couple of days at one point, um, Bitcoin made it down under 8,000. Mm -hmm. We just kind of got back above. Which, then, by the way, it was about three months ago. So, again. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we have the, um, the, what is it, the SEC mm -hmm. made their comments. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out more now that subpoenas got put out to certain ICOs. Right. Um, where would you say, as a person on this side, mm -hmm. would you give a look down the road so mm -hmm. let's say past what fourth quarter so mm -hmm. let's yeah so i do think i'm not a you know sort of a reflexive we you know there's a lot of people in this space that are very much you know and you know to them decentralized means anti-government i don't want any you know encroachment of government into the space at all those are sort of like you know the 
maximalists. Um, I think I take a more nuanced approach. Again, I do think that some regulation is appropriate, um, but it has to be smart. And it seems like right now um, there's a lot of, in some ways it's kind of funny, it's almost like the different um, regulators are sort of, you know, positioning themselves for who's going to, you know, I want, I feel like um, my agency or my, you know, office should control this space. And there's so mm-hmm. much overlap. Like I said, crypto um, currencies are such a sort of a rich space. I don't mean rich financially, but they're, um, they incorporate a lot of different aspects. And so in some ways, you know, cryptocurrencies are uh, commodities or they are currency or they are uh, you know, investments or yeah. You know, again, there's there's different aspects of it that could be regulated in different ways. I think overall, my um, hope is just that they continue that they don't sort of go overboard. I think that they were t- the appropriate approach was you know we're going to take a wait and see attitude. We're going to let innovation flourish um, in a way that, um, you know, I think that they want to direct it a little bit so that people didn't get taken advantage of. But I think my big fear is that as in the U.S., if the regulators go overboard, mm-hmm. that that you're going to have a flight of good projects that are going to go over. Number one, they're going to, you know, relocate overseas. Mm-hmm. So then um, we lose the money it, part. We lose the money part. And so that hurts. That hurts us as a technology leader. It hurts the United States, and it also hurts, um, you know, the people who want to financially benefit from those innovations that are happening. Because I mean, it's already happened where um, a lot of ICOs now won't even allow uh, U.S. citizens yes. to invest in them. So, again, I, I think that there needs to be some kind of protection for consumers and things like that, um, and there does need to be some boundaries put around, you know, people who are blatantly fraudulent and, you know, things like that. I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a policymaker, so I don't know what the right answers are. I just fear that, you know, oftentimes in government you have these wild things. It's an all or nothing kind of approach. Uh-huh. And I feel like maybe people think it was nothing before and so now we gotta swing to the all side and, and you know again I don't I hope that, that doesn't happen. Okay. So G and G's this is Smart Track and I am Trek and I was able to talk to Terry of G B and A, aka Government Blockchain Association that has the meetup here in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah, at Eastern Boundary in Roslyn. Yeah, so if you're interested, check it out on Meetup. Just put in GBA, usually. GBA, DC. Yeah, there you go. Other than that, have a good one, y'all. Okay, so you made it through that. I appreciate. Thank you. Um, hopefully, you got an um, understanding as to what the format of the um, podcast is. Me in the beginning doing a solo daily talk about like what I'm going through, what I'm thinking to try to do, um, and what I'm trying to uh, understand about the space. And over time, you'll see that where I was back then at the last couple of months of 2017. Um, then, you know, where I get into 2018, I kind of shift in, in regards to what I'm thinking about certain things and my approach um, in looking to make a living in the space. Um, 
yeah, it's definitely, I will say, I was naive about a good number of things back in the end of 2017. Also, um, you'll see as far as the interviews going forward, um, the, the people are going to definitely be from different aspects of the space. One of the things I'm definitely understanding more now is that it's not just, you know, the Bitcoin maximalists. It's not just um, the programmers, the dev folks. It's not just um, about people who want to use um, crypto as a, a means of exchange in regards to peer-to-peer -peer stuff like if we're really talking about mass adoption um, it's going to take people from all various different sectors and backgrounds and understandably for the space to mature and be more you know practical for everyone to use it's not just going to be one person or one type or one group of folks that make it happen I, I'm definitely in these last like nine months I've come to really expand that that thought process more and the Trekking Cryptos to Connect is the platform that I want to use to get other people to really understand that you know it's not just a top-down thing like it's about people at the ground level at the forefront of it who are out here trying to empower people with the knowledge and the practical use case of this technology and so that is the first official you know um, two segment episode I hope you enjoyed um, if you want to reach out and contact me catch me on Twitter and that is smart trekking um, and yeah like Twitter is like really the best place to catch me honestly um, and you know going forward i hope you enjoy the rest of the episodes if you learned something like something or even just had a good laugh like you know tell somebody else um about the podcast and i'm looking forward to you know hearing from you folks out there who are listening and are like yo like i want to get into this or how else can i get into it besides being a smart contract dev i got a bunch of different answers on that honestly and my guests that I'll be talking to will have different stories on how they got in. So you'll see it's not just about being technical. And yeah, that's the end of this episode. I appreciate like, thumbs up, share, all of that other, you know, good stuff. And until the next one, y'all. Today's episode was brought to you by Trexmark Consulting. And basically what they do is provide content and context. So if you're an individual, a mom and pops, um, a community organization, an enterprise in a um, company, um, and you want to get into the space, they'll help come up with a solution that will work um, for what you're trying to do. Check out the website if you have any questions. It is trexmartconsulting.com.